Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to An Author's Kiss right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my wonderful guest is Vanessa Mariah. Hello. Hi there. And Hi. if a kid were president, I probably think in a lot of ways they'll have a great deal more common sense than we would. <laughs> and um, a complete life change here. And, uh, you know, you're a writer, you're a creator, an entrepreneur, um, a hope seeker. I like that very much. Uh, Vanessa Mariah is a children's author of books to inspire all ages to think beyond the reality set in front of them. Her creative stories spark imagination and help young readers to see hope for their future. You and your children will enjoy reading her novels. And her first novel is If a Kid Were President. And I think that, um, as I've said, we're looking at our kids today and I think that we're doing them an injustice that we should actually listen to them a great deal more because our kids are very, very savvy, aren't they? Uh, they, they are, seem, yes. They're indigo kids. They seem to have a lot more common sense than we do and rationality and uh, maybe they just haven't got stuck into the emotion yet. But I really do think that um, looking at a great deal of our kids today, there's hope for tomorrow, isn't there? There definitely is. I think we don't give our kids cr enough credit. And sometimes I feel like we need to take a step back and ask them mm. how they're doing, how they're feeling. And maybe they'll give us some wisdom. And the thing is asking them, you know, we, you know, if the, the way kids have been brought up, you know, my era, children should be seen and not heard. And, and you know, you're too young to understand. Or, uh, you know, when you get older, um, and we do a disservice to our children because they're incredibly inquis inquisitive. They're very logical and rational, but they also in their beautiful imagination are able to see things that we have shut off ourselves as adults. Right. So really listening to them is uh, not only beneficial to them, but to us as well. Correct. I totally a thousand percent agree. I think that a lot of times kids have, you know, such a big imagination but the underlying factor in that imagination is something that is actually plausible and actually feasible into our world um, and that's part of the reason why I wrote this story to tie in that imagination piece and the piece that you know we can actually collaboratively together do for our world and our um, families and any circles that we have. They've got a way of seeing things, you know, in a different way, in a different point of view. And I feel as adults, we get, we overcomplicate things. The youngest person I've ever had on the network is um, a young girl. Um, uh, she was 10. And she'd written a book, 365 Days of Gratitude with a Positive Attitude. And, you know, it's like if you're doing something that makes you unhappy, stop. <laughs> just go find something to make you happy and it's like it's so simple but why do we have to complicate things so much i think that adults tend to rationalize you know their thinking and their understanding and a lot of times we don't like change right and mm -hmm. we get comfortable in our ways even if they're unhealthy habits um so for a child to pinpoint something that we already know and almost give confirmation I think it just takes an adult time to come into agreement with that because they're already running from that truth. Yeah. Even though it's so simple. Um, I think especially now that a lot of parents have had some time <laughs> to bunker down with their little ones and uh, learn with them. Let's see how they are at school. Everybody's making different adjustments it's almost like a refresher for every single person. You're refreshing your quality time with your family. You're really sitting down and actually getting away from social media or mm. TV. Because I think a lot of, during the quarantine, a lot of people got sick of Netflix. They got tired of social media. Like they're just overwhelmed because that's all they had. Mm -hmm. But putting that aside, 
open their eyes to see, hey, my child has grown. My child's really wise. Maybe I should listen to them. And, you know, part of if a kid were president, I wanted to showcase some of those things that kids see in the news, some of the world issues that they see, and they're not ignoring them. They understand what they mean. I think we don't give our kids enough credit that they understand what is happening with global warming. They understand what's happening with, you know, people not being kind to one another. They understand what's happening with not having quality time being consumed with so much media. And this perspective kind of opens up the child or allows the child to see that they're heard and they can dream and can imagine a world where people get along and the world is being taken care of and everybody is treating each other with kindness. And understanding they're a part of the equation, Mm -hmm. you know, that it's not waiting for everyone to do it for them that they're empowered to do it for themselves. How many kids have we seen right now during this pandemic step into kindness? Right. You know, whether it's a, a banner or raising money or just doing something for their community, you know, they realize people are hurting and they want right. to be a part of it. And that kindness and caring that comes from the heart is the place that we should be living from as adults and very often it's our children that remind us to kind of get back into heart because you know we we're inclined to run around in our heads you know the what if the academic the logical the rational and we don't incorporate the heart and the soul into it we're not getting the whole picture and our kids are coming from the heart and soul right so you know listen to them because they really will ignite something inside of you definitely yeah i think it's super important to have that childlike spirit Because if you really think about it, when you are a child, you really worry less. Mm. You know you're going to be taken care of and provided for. You know that, you know, your family is around to be supportive for any situation or any dream that you have. Um, Some children's childhoods are a little bit more complex than others, but the basic needs, most children believe that those are going to be met unless otherwise told. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, we, when we're not looking at children from dysfunctional families or foster care children, because that's a totally different um, style where we do not invest or nurture our children enough. They're just kind of really shoved from one to the other. And, right. uh, you know, this I've done quite a number of shows on that on the Forgotten Children series, um, and it's heartbreaking. It's also, I see so much um, in adults when they're going through the process of their change in life, it is to realize how uh, either abused or neglected or misused their child was within them. And they're still healing that child. Right, right. So if we could see our inner child through our children's eyes, as you say, go back into play, silly buggers, you know, mm-hmm. allowing ourselves to be that child again, in many, many ways, we're healing our inner child. Correct. I a thousand percent agree with that. And you're, you're correct as far as like everybody goes through hurt. Nobody's yeah. life is perfect. And having a kid is, or a child isn't going to fix those things, but it can salvage and heal a lot of those areas. You can also give your child the things that you didn't have mm-hmm. and start a new, you know, generational line of I made it this far, so I expect my child to go to the next level. And then you just kind of build on that. But you can't do that unless you're, like you said, nurturing your your own children. Yeah. Our children, I think, are born into a different energy frame, a different frequency. You know, we call very often, we refer to them as the indigo kids because they're born with so much wisdom, Mm -hmm. uh, so much more ability. I mean, put them in front of a computer. You know, I I love seeing these programs of children working with the elderly to help them use their tablets. And there's that great picture of a kid must be about four years of old going, Grandma, you have to switch the button on. (laughs) (laughs) Yet they have this innate ability to see things because I don't know if they're wired differently. Oh, it's just that they're they're such sponges when they're young that they just absorb everything. So it's very, very imperative that we we give them the right atmosphere in which to grow in uh, while they're absorbing everything around them. 
No, definitely. I can almost picture a world where children are innovators, right? Mm. They're super creative. I mean, look at every, all these kids that are less than four years old are making TikTok videos and <laughs> they're actually sending messages. Those things are going viral with the internet. Their message can be sent from all around the world. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine taking that innovative and creative child and placing them to do some problem solving? Mm-hmm. For example, if you know there's a scientist trying to figure out the best solution to grow community gardens around areas that are heavily populated with the homeless, ask a child for their ideas. Yes, who's to say that they're you know they don't have great ideas? They actually do. Yes. And, you know, placing them in even like the medical field, like it's not going to hurt anybody for having asking a child what they think for an hour. Mm. And those little bits and pieces of what a child says are going to start the creative juices within the adults and probably come up with better solutions than we're, we're doing right now. So, yeah, it's a different perspective of where they see because, you know, we we've got caught up in the emotional and and societal expectations of who we should be Mm -hmm. and we've lost ourselves along the way as adults because we're trying to fit into a mold and of course social media um, and society as as a whole has dictated how important we are by our economics or by our shape and size by our intellect and when you look at children they completely go by the vibe of a person by the heart and soul of a person right uh, you know that uh, they're not born racist they're created that way they mm-hmm. just you know it's when you see different animal species coming together they don't see the difference they just feel each other's heart right yeah i mean if you think about one of my favorite verses or verses excuse me quotes is by Coco Chanel and she says be who you are not who the world wants you to be yeah and I believe that children know that that's who they are they're completely honest I mean Mm -hmm. if you ask a child the way an outfit looks or you know how your hair looks they're going to tell you the truth oh yeah and sometimes the truth hurts but that's because they're coming from like you said a pure heart Mm mm-hmm and they still have that basis of their becoming who they are, not who the world has told them to be. And I think that if we allot the space and the time to let those ideas run a little bit more freely and stop trying to put them in a box like you mentioned, there can be a lot more change in this world. And I think it's more necessary now than ever because our world is heading down a destructive path. Mm. I know we've gone through a lot in the past. We have a huge history of, you know, different economic downturns and we have had pandemics and we've had, you know, hate crimes and things like that. But I think right now the world is really, really hurting. And I don't think if we don't make a change now, it can get any better. And we're the creators of our future. Our kids Mm. are those creators of our future. And so if they're not being fed the right things and they're being neglected, then the only outcome that you can really expect in the end is a neglected world. Yes. You know, we're looking at, you know, the the seeding of the possibilities, the water and the nurture of them. You know, it has been so much in the past of dictating how our children should be. Now, you know, they, they go into kindergarten and they're still allowed to kind of play and they're learning a little structure. Then into one, two, three and up they go and it's like categorize box them, restrict them, Uh, you know, people, children that are flamboyant, you know, suppressed. And this is, this is so wrong because we should be watering those beautiful seeds and nurturing them because they are the the solution makers for tomorrow. They are the the lawmakers and and deciders of tomorrow. And the more we empower them into believing in possibilities, opportunities that anything can happen but from the moral compass of always staying in heart and soul you know we are going to have such a more fruitful society in the future 
but we really need to be there for our kids now. We do. I a thousand percent agree. We do. And I think it's time for us to wake up. I think there isn't any more time left yeah. to, to contemplate or question what to do next. Now is time to really focus on the future. And that's our little ones. Mm. But, you know, you were saying like, you know, for a lot of people that they've got such respect for teachers now that they've been homeschooling, <laughs> you know, and, you know, and it has brought about, you know, it, people have been put down for being garbage people, or truck drivers or, you know, uh, working in the grocery stores or even the nurses. And it's always, you know, kind of being demeaned in many ways. And right. they have been our heroes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's telling children that it doesn't matter what your job is. You know, the triangle or the soloist, you know, it doesn't matter. It's do it with heart, do it with conviction and do it because it makes a difference. And, and it's not the stigma of what you do. It's the enthusiasm and, the, and the, the empowerment of what you do and how it helps others. And children are just so eager to help, aren't they? They definitely are. And I'm, I'm glad that you said that because if a kid were president, it definitely focuses on everybody's role is important Mm. everybody you know plays a factor in making the world go round and you're right we do need to teach our kids the importance of a garbage man if there wasn't a garbage man we would be living in our own stench horrible (laughs) right yes (laughs) if there weren't grocery workers who would help restock the shelves if there weren't farmers who Mm. would produce the food that we eat like there's a cycle that goes on And I think when that cycle is taught early on and the respect factor is taught early on, you know, I was raised to greet everybody from the janitor to the CEO the exact same way um, and, you know, judge them by their character. Yeah. If that isn't taught early on, it's going to really burden and hinder that child moving forward it's going to cause them pain and then they're going to get confused later on when they're being convicted for thinking a certain way Mm. Mm. why why want to do that to your child you know right most parents most and I'm not just saying parents I think it takes a village to raise a child that's mentors that's teachers that's aunts uncles grandparents um so everybody knows a child and they're impacting that child in their life if you're a parent or not the things that we're feeding those children are going to affect the way they grow up. So would you rather have that positive impact and not hinder their growth and then not have them go through years of therapy when they're older mm. trying to fix those things? Yeah. Most people would say, you know, I want to be a positive impact. I know we're human and we make mistakes and, you know, certain words slip out. But if you can have the control over what you're feeding that child, then you can stop that broken cycle. Most parents don't want their kids to go through therapy most because, I mean, your your child is a product of you. Yeah. If you want to be, you know, praised and seen as, oh, the highest level of, you know, your workings. you're at work, you're reaching those goals, you're, you know, in the gym, you're reaching those goals. The same thing with a parent, those goals need to be achieved. And that's what you want to be praised for. But if your child is in therapy for half of their life, Mm -hmm. that's going to come back and hit you. So I think it's really important to feed that into our kids, as you said. It's also, as adults, we've learned to hold grudges. Mm -hmm. and, And we've learned to pass judgment on people and not forgive and if we teach our children it's okay to have a disagreement or fight over a toy um but it's it's how far do you take it apologize to each other and let it go and if we could teach that to our children young they won't be carrying all this resentment that so many adults carry and you ask them really where does it come from Oh, I don't know. I, I can't remember what they did. I just know I don't like them anymore. And right. it's like, you know, it, you're, you're letting, you know, the, the pimple become a volcanic eruption. You know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is a great analogy. Um, yeah, I mean, I really think it, 
like I said, boils down to who you are as a person. Obviously, right now, everybody's waking up and they understand that a change needs to happen. Mm -hmm. Whether your beliefs differ from another person or not, we all know we don't want to be in this pandemic any longer. Mm -hmm. We all know we don't want to see our loved ones, you know, sick and dying from something so, something you can't see. Yeah, Um, hidden enemy. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, the virus doesn't care what color skin you have. It doesn't care if you're male, female. It doesn't care your sexual orientation, your economic status. Every single individual was affected by this. And that in itself should show that we are all human at the mm. end of the day all and vulnerable exactly and if you can't you know come to grips with that then I don't really know if you are a human right. um, <laughs> so I think once you understand we all have a heart we all are human take those baby steps and start to have that childlike spirit this book is for all ages mm. I didn't put a cap on any age because I think it does spark those necessary conversations it's going to spark a conversation and questions that your child's going to ask oh why is our world you know full of trash why don't we recycle can we recycle um and then you're going to be like yeah why not why don't we do that we can try it we're at home there's different experiments we can do and it's going to create a bonding moment with them and it's going to i think in the end change you too as a person oh um I've interviewed an, an awful lot of children's authors and it's, it's one of my pleasures. And, you know, the, the grandparent or the aunt or the uncle or the, uh, the, or the parents reading to their children or having their children read to them, depending what it is, is how much they learn, mm-hmm. you know, because it resets them. Right. And it's like, oh, gosh, I've made this, you know, mountain out of a molehill and and really you know i'm teaching my children to resolve things while i am i'm busy you know doing the opposite and it you know it's it's a wonderful reset to people and you know the remember the show the kids save the darndest things yes and and they do and sometimes they're hilarious you know when you do look on social media where you show a kid a rotary phone or a fax machine you know their their explanation as to what it is is hilarious (laughs) you know and it makes me feel very old (laughs) but it just shows you know that imagination you know, I think I think one of the reasons why adults go so wrong is they forget to be imaginative, they forget to be creative. They also shut down their hearts. Somewhere along the line, they've been hurt and they shut down their hearts. If right. you can't open your heart, you can't feel your wisdom, your knowingness. You can't really find your creativity because that heart needs to be ignited. And a child comes from the heart, don't they? Everything's led from the heart with them. I also believe a child can warm up the coldest heart. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I just think... like puppy dogs and kids, right? You can't, they can't help, they can't <laughs> exactly. help but make them smile. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, there's, um, there was a, a young boy uh, rescuing a whole load of dogs and, and somebody else raising money for the homeless. And this is not something the parents told them to do. They decided it needed to be done mm-hmm. and, you know, just ask the parents to help them. And they're convict weren't doing it for social media likes, weren't doing it for fame and fortune, were just doing it because they felt it needed to be done. And we need yeah. to encourage that behavior and support it. We do. We do. That reminds me of another story. There was a little boy who there was a huge pothole in front of his grandmother's house. And every time they would drive, they would hit that pothole and it would damage the car or like, you know, it just was an unpleasant ride home. So one day he just got a bucket and some dirt and he filled the pothole. And then he continued to go on throughout the streets of his neighborhood and fill the potholes. And like you said, he no one asked him to do that. Right. He just knew it needed to be done. Mm-hmm. Ingenuity. <laughs> exactly. We all have that yeah. in us. We mean we were all children. Yeah. But so. we're inclined to wait for someone else to do it, aren't we? <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, as adults, it's like, well, that's somebody else's department. That's got nothing to do with me. Well, mm-hmm. is your tire going over that pothole? Exactly. You know, is it damaging your car? Your car? Exactly. It's so costing what? you money. <laughs> yeah. 
hello. You know, so why are we always waiting? You know, we point fingers, government, this, that, et cetera, there's fingers pointing back at you. Where's your accountability? What are you going to do about it? And we can set such an example to our children, you know, right. by saying, you know, okay, uh, we're going to save up 10% of your pocket money for a month. And then we're going to go and invest that in something for somebody else. And, you know, um, because that teaches a child that compassion and that sharing. And it's a lesson for the for the adults, but it, it's um, it's a way of empowering the children on on gratitude and, uh, you know, on giving, because that's what we need for each other. Isn't that givingness? We do. We do. And this is the perfect time. I mean, it's the holiday season, mm -hmm. although we've all had a pretty rough year. I think it's kind of amazing that during the holiday times, and it doesn't, I mean, it, a lot of people celebrate different holidays, but around the end of the year, almost everybody has a little bit more of that kindness in their mm. heart, or they allow that kindness to show. They allow that um, gratitude to show. They allow giving to others to show. If we can just grasp that and move it throughout the rest of the year or even baby steps our world can change and you know like I said if a kid were present is a great holiday gift um yes definitely to, yeah so it's and a not great just, gift not just for the kid for the whole family not for the whole family because yeah. it's going to spark those conversations yeah. like I mentioned before and maybe even start a new project in the house right exactly <laughs> so, but you know you hit on something very big there conversation you know, it, it used to be, you know, that you didn't have conversations with your children. You just told them what to do. Oh, well, because I said so. You know, that never went down in my family. <laughs> we had round table and we had conversations, however uncomfortable they may be. You know, you, you filtered the answer according to the age and, and what they needed to know. But they were always encouraged to ask the questions and to speak what they've seen and what they've heard or what they wanted to know, to have that voice. And yes, they hit that stage where they become extremely opinionated and they know everything and you know nothing. But that's just part of being a kid, right? But conversation is something that we must have with our children because that gives them permission to have a voice. Yes. And it also teaches very important life skills, communication skills. Mm -hmm. It teaches them how to debate. It teaches them how to ask big questions and not be afraid to ask questions and how to ask questions when they don't know the answer to something and give them the space to figure it out or become curious again. If you have all of those things as an adult and you learn them early on, life will be so much easier going forward, whether that's in education or relationships um, with friends, relationships with, you know, significant other teachers, communicating in business, you know, negotiating, all of that stems from allowing them to ask and express themselves, like you said, and have the round table of conversation at home. The confidence. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I remember my, my son talked me into having a um, candy shop in the house. So mm -hmm. instead of kids going to the store, they could come and buy from him and he marked it up. You know? And the hilarious thing is that, you know, we were buying the stuff and he would sell, but he would even sell to his father for his sister. <laughs> because the ingenuity was there at a marked up price. You know, so already I knew there was an entrepreneur there, right? This is somebody that has a grasp of business. And our children tell us very, very early in life what their aptitudes are, what they're capable of doing. And if we can really nurture that, and help them expand that. You know, they, they may want to be an astronaut one day, a fireman the next day, something else another day, but you're going to see the common denominator of their skills mm -hmm. and then help them direct those skills into something that can be fruitful for their future. Definitely. I, I agree. We need to be better for our kids. Yes. At the end yes. of the day, we just need to be better. We've also got to realize we're custodians for children. We don't own them. You know, right. they're there are responsibility to mm -hmm. 
to nurture and, and water those seeds and, and look after them and guide them forward with all the knowledge that you can impart upon them so they're ready to go out into the world on their own. But we don't own them. We don't. They're free spirits. <laughs> and hopefully we do a good enough job that they become amazing yeah. human beings in this society. Yes. And, you know, they're, they're going to reach those teenage years where kind of suddenly the exorcist in the head is turning all around you and go, who the hell are you? Oh, my goodness. You know? um, I have uh, three nieces that are teenagers right now and teenage girls are they're a little rough I'm yeah like, <laughs> tell me about it uh, two girls and a boy has <laughs> and gray hairs have their name on it um but but what was always rewarding is the fact that they will go and push their limits and i always taught them boundaries you know if you're going to step over that wall make sure that you you know it's not a sheer drop you know that right. your choices must have mm -hmm. some boundaries and you've got to learn to listen to your instincts and my son one time skipped school for the day and went up to his friend who had this great big huge hanging thing over a ravine and uh, he put his foot in in the loop whatever it was and and he he knew that no i don't have a grip on this i shouldn't do it and he was backing away and his friend said well my girlfriend could do it are you a wuss so ego came into it because what he was 13 and uh, he went and did it he fell 20 feet down onto the ground and oh, ended up no. with his snap femur with his leg behind him oh and my goodness he picked up and put him in front of him and he had to be oh. airlifted out and it he didn't listen to his instinct and like you know fortunately he just broke his leg he didn't break his neck or anything thank god oh, but it was a right. lesson for him it was a lesson listen to those instincts and you mm -hmm. don't have to justify it with anyone else right. if those instincts say don't do it don't do it mm -hmm. uh, yeah definitely and it gives him a sense of self right yeah when you know yourself you're not gonna have to prove yourself to anybody or satisfy their ego <laughs> When, you, when we do look at teenagers today, you know, especially with the social medias and, and it's always been at school, you know, the one-upmanship, the, the mean girls, the mean guys, you know, the, um, the judgment, the, uh, you know, all of that, that that's there. And you, they're not like that when they're young, but somehow when it becomes the teenage years, it, you know, it seems to come into play. And it's like, how much of that is society? How much of that is home? And how do we change that? because they may grow up with beautiful heart and giving and then something, as I said, teenage years change and then it becomes the peer pressure the whole time. Right. And that change comes from raising multiple individuals to have the base of a very similar, you know, foundation. If we teach early on, have kindness, have a good heart. I think it is going to all have a domino effect that even when their hormones are raging and yes. out of control and their emotions are everywhere and they don't know how to feel, they're going to go back to that foundation no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, you're going like to say that's right. And that's going to, you know, they're going to have a strong sense of self. A lot of our adulthood is spent trying to find our sense of self. Mm. And I think that's why with teenagers, they're so susceptible to being peer pressured and changing and wanting to fit in because they're losing or they're missing that piece. Yeah. But if yeah. they have that before the hormones. Yes. Yeah. They're not going to be swayed easily. And, you know, it, it's also permission to make mistakes. Right. You know, now if if it comes from malice and cruelty, it most certainly has to be addressed. But, you know, if a mistake is made, you know, I always used to say to my kids, you know, I'm, as a mom, I can completely criticize that action, but that has got nothing to do with the fact to do with my love. Mm -hmm. Never ever use your love as a punishment. Right. Right. You love your child unconditionally, but you can also dislike something they have just done. And you can either punish or address the action, but never, ever bring that love equation into it. I don't love you anymore because because that's one of the cruelest things you can do to a child. I, I agree. Don't kill their love. No, please don't. We need them to be loving adults and they can only be that if we keep watering that love within them as children. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, and you talk about, you know, if a kid were a president and uh, yeah, of course, there's all the, you know, highfalutin stuff, etc. But again, you know, it's, we have to remember that presidents and, and people, politicians and all of that are in service to the people. Mm -hmm. And that's something that seems to get forgotten when they get into power. And, you know, with, with a kid, when they step up into something like that, they're doing it for the right reason. So if you can bring that ingredient of that moral compass and the right reason to the politicians that seem to have forgotten that, you know, that might be a very good wake up call. <laughs> right, exactly. Let's bring back servant leadership. Mm -hmm. Yes, you know, and that it's, you are there to serve your people, not you have your people serve you. Um, you know, and I think also children are understanding that investing in people and planet for profit is the way to go because we turned it the other way for so long profit at the expense of people and planet and we're paying the price with that environmentally yeah. now and look at this young Greta the impact that she's had on the world and right. the steadfastness you know she was asked if she was going to speak to Trump she said why it would be a waste of time <laughs> you know and she's like and she's meant to be autistic and I say autistic children are very directional right and they're incredibly uh, powerful uh, in what they see and how they feel and what they're doing because they're, they're not being, you know, haven't got all the other static around them. They're, you know, very directional and she is. And look at the difference that she's made. Yeah. Can you imagine her multiplied? Yes. With kids who have other, you know, perspectives and yeah. um, other abilities and strengths. You know, if we're working together with, you know, I might not be strong in this area, but um, somebody else is, and they may not be strong in another area, but I am. Yeah. So if we match that up, it's all, it's our responsibility as the world's residents mm. to, you know, feed into the society and take care of the world that we're given. We're all given a gift. You know, it's our instrument. We learn to play that instrument and then we seek our orchestra in which to play it in, right? And it's to create that symphony that resonates out in a ripple effect of invitation to others. That onus of what our instruments, some children are born with many instruments in them and you know they're going to do many, many things in their life. Some are just born with that one instrument and that's okay. Um, again, comparison. Please do not compare your kids with other kids. Uh, competition, mm -hmm. leave it on the sports field. Do, right. let, do not have them compete with kids on, on other levels because that breeds the judgment, that breeds, um, quite honestly, the nastiness. You know, mm -hmm. compassion is something that our ch children should always be immersed in. And collaboration, to understand of working together, um, that will build the team and the community so much stronger. As you said, everybody's got an ingredient. Mm -hmm. So this child's got this strength, this child's got this strength, you put them together, hallelujah. And the earlier they learn that, you know, the better it becomes. Yeah, you're right. So what prompted you to write this book? Uh, what prompted me to write this book is my nephews. I have three amazing nephews who are beautifully mixed children mm. they have you know they're a melting pot within themselves and they've been my drive for almost everything since they were born um, to be you know successful and show them that you can dream and you can make it and be bigger and better I grew up in a you know neighborhood that wasn't the best but my mom always told me it's wherever you go, it is what you make it. Yeah. Everybody's saying your high school isn't the best, but it's what you make it. Mm -hmm. I was the first one in my family to go to a university and graduate. And from that point on, I made myself a promise that I would start, you know, a new path and a new generational line to be that stepping stone for the younger generation, which was my nephew's. So I wanted to create this book to give them a book where they saw every representation, every child, every color, and they saw their friends, they saw, you know, their family members, everybody is not the same. I also wanted to create this to 
re-spark their imagination. I could see the impact that it was making um, with being at home and with the virus and the news feeding them so much negativity. I know their hearts. And I could see that it was slowly, that light was slowly starting to dwindle down. Mm. So I had free time like everybody Mm -hmm. else when we were in quarantine. And one day I just sat and I, you know, took a breather and this book was birthed. And I had an amazing illustrator who I told her exactly what I envisioned in my head. And she was able to put that on paper as well. And it came to life. Mm -hmm. So for me, my nephews were super ecstatic about it. They started dreaming again. They are seeing that their auntie can do whatever she puts her mind to, then I can too. And that was the most important thing for me. The second most important thing for me was to give other kids the opportunity to see a representation of themselves as well. Yes. And I actually had um, a third grade teacher reach out to me who used this book as a lesson in one of her uh, um, class plans. She had um, given me a message and said, one of my kids came up to me and said, I noticed the presidents look like me. Mm. And that was the biggest compliment and accomplishment that I could ever ask for. for Right. It's believing in the possibility, not in the status quo, right? It's, um, you know, I know that Black Lives Matter I know that you know senior lives matter. All lives matter. Mm-hmm. What we're talking about is the rights. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if you're a person of color or a different ethnicity, everybody has a right to the equality, to uh, to pursue, to be treated as equal, and not to have their color bar them from any possibilities whatsoever. And we're seeing that in the ever-changing world. In this, you know, new political realm, we're seeing a lot more women of color, sexual orientation, and we're seeing, you know, a lot more um, diversity out there, which is in more realism as a reflection on the world and Mm -hmm. on society. And so, you know, it's not just the white boys club anymore. We're seeing that diversity there and people are going, well, you know, if Kamala Harris can do it, I can do it. If Obama could do it, I can do it. You Mm -hmm. know, you've seen such diversity of ethnicity on TV. And so it is, they've laid the ground for other people to show children that do not let your color or your, you know, your background, your poverty or anything hold you back. Anything is possible if you are willing to pursue it. Yeah. And that is exactly, this is just a small piece Mm -hmm. of the bigger picture. And honestly, it was a blessing to even have the opportunity to contribute to that. But it's not for me. Right. It's for somebody else. So, yeah. Yeah. We want people to believe they can. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people, uh, my generation and, and, and younger, you know, w- w- were waiting for permission to place right. value upon themselves, waiting for mission, permission to be the awesome selves. And, you know, it's being for many of us a, a lifelong journey to be able to step into saying, I am enough. I am abundant. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's okay. Um, we want our children to believe that right from the word go and not have those barriers because it's, uh, it, it stifles creativity when people are constantly waiting for permission to be, right? Because uh, they're holding back. We don't want any holding back. We want that abundance of creativity to come forth and all those wonderful ideas because they will manifest the, will. the blueprint, right? Yeah, absolutely. And there's a reason why those ideas are sparked in your head consistently. Uh, I never imagined myself becoming a children's author so soon. I knew eventually it would happen. I would have ideas and I would literally jot them down, um, jot them down in my notepad on my iPhone. I have ideas written there and they've never been touched or moved. Mm -hmm. I know I'm not the only one. And during quarantine, like I said, everybody got a restart button. Yeah. So why not? I didn't have, you know, the financial means. I just did it. Yes. And that's what I want to encourage everybody out there. If there's something that is consistently in your mind, you have the ideas for, why not just try? 
mm-hmm. and worry about the rest of it coming together. You just have to take it one step at a time. Just start. You don't have to have the whole plan figured out. It's great to have goals. It's great to have a, you know, a big vision at the end, but it's not going to accomplish anything unless you start. And stop looking for perfection. When, right. when it's perfect, I'll put it out, you know, because I mean, when I first started this network, you know, I look back on the way I did the postings and the way I did everything else at that time, I was navigating, I was learning as I went. And then, you know, found a system that worked better as I went. And, you know, if you're going to do a book and you're going to put it out there and be self-publishing, you know, your first one might be well-received. You go, yeah, I can tweak that again. I can tweak that or I can add some chapters and I can reissue it out there. But don't hold yourself back waiting for everything to be perfect because it never will be. Never. Actually, my first print was very mini and Mm -hmm. not... I didn't, I was like, I can't sell this. This is horrible. Nobody can see it. Um, and I wanted to quit. I really did. But I had an awesome support system around me and somebody reminding me of my why, which was my nephews and children that look like my nephews and actually children all around. Yeah. And it really grounded me to be like, you know what? I can't give up. I'm so close. Mm. Yeah. And it took a month to get, you know, get it back to where we needed it to be, but that setback actually allowed it to be released on a day that um, the U.S. president was elected, Mm. when Biden was elected, and I had no idea that, you know, exactly (laughs) right, I had no idea that it was going to take that long for the votes to be counted, I had no idea what the time frame was, (laughs) and it just happened to be the exact same day the book was ready to be released, so I rode that wave, but it just goes back to show that Sometimes setbacks are necessary for Mm. the bigger outcome. We may not understand them in the moment, but when you look back, you're like, oh, that's why. Oh, this is what I learned. Oh, Timing is everything. You know, um, I was given a blueprint three years ago and I keep wanting to implement it and I have done in stages. And this beginning of this year was going to be the foot to the pedal. And then, of course, COVID happened and I got exceptionally busy just doing shows of navigating and pivoting and, you know, and, and keeping positive, et cetera, through this time period. And so all the other stuff got put on the back point. And I thought, OK, then 2021. You know, that's when I will pursue it. It's like, don't beat yourself up because what you want to do didn't happen immediately, right? right. Or happened in the way that you wanted it. it. It will just take a breath, allow, and pay attention to the signs. Mm-hmm. 2020 was a planning year. 2020 mm-hmm. was a family year. 2020 mm-hmm. was a year to be grateful. Yeah. It was a redirect year. Mm-hmm. Completely. You know, it's... It, um, the universe uh, shook us up to wake us up for us to step up, change it up and grow up, you know, a double entendre, you know, grow up as people, but also grow up to a higher vibration. Um, you could either look at this year as being the worst year of your life and restrictions and conspiracies and this and that, or you can look at it as an opportunity of self-discovery, of uh, reviewing, renewing and redirecting. And uh, you know, it's, it's again, what you make it is what your perspective. And if you look at it from a positive attitude, you'll always find a solution, won't you? You will. Got to find the silver lining. Yeah. So now that you've caught the uh, children's book bug, do you have another book coming out or another idea? I do. It's in the works. Um, it's going to be probably released sometime next year. Right now it is in idea mode and editing mode, but mm-hmm. I definitely see this one um, coming out next year and a few more after that. So Mm -hmm. um, keep an eye out. They're going to keep coming. I'm not going to stop. And I'm super excited to continuously give these tools for parents and teachers and mentors to use because I think it's very important that we pour into our youth. Oh, amen to that. Um, the thing is when we empower our children and they believe they can, that nothing is impossible, but yes, they need discipline and work or they need to learn right. these skills in order to do it, you know, is we're telling them they can and we open up the can world to them mm-hmm. and that if I apply myself or if I do this, there's nothing going to get in my way. 
Um, I am, you know, I'm going to achieve this through whatever I need to do, obviously with kindness and love as the base of it. Uh, but we, what beautiful human beings we're going to have in the future. We've got to remember we're passing this world to them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, they come from the kindness, caring and lovingness and believing that anything is possible. And that, you know, there is nothing that um, can hold us back if we're willing to move forward. Then mm-hmm. what a beautiful world we're going to have. So it's essential, essential that we water these seeds and nurture them right now because, you know, we haven't done a great job <laughs> in the last 40, 50 years and, um, or maybe longer. And it's, uh, it really is time is that we, we put the energy where it needs to be. And that's in our children, in their possibilities, in their creativity, but always making sure they come from the heart. Never mm-hmm. let the heart shut down because that's their guiding compass. And I think right now the world is in a place that it's, it's ready to receive that. Oh, boy, is it. Needs it needs it. hungry <laughs> for it you know <laughs> hungry for it you know and and you can't listen to your soul wisdom if if your heart is shut off and it doesn't matter how much you want to intellectualize something unless you bring your heart soul and spirits intellect into the equation you're never going to have the whole picture and our children never going to be happy no never because you're always what if thing you know, <laughs> or, or but, 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 you know, and right. yeah, sit on your butt. That's the only <laughs> butt you need to have. <laughs> and, you know, kids is, well, no, you can't do that. Why not? Uh, oh, we, we do it this way. Why? <laughs> you know, they're full of whys. And it can right. be very challenging on answering those questions. And sometimes it would be, do you know, I don't know why. Let's discover it together. And just be wondrous, be inquisitive. Be exploratory with your children. Definitely. Let's do it. Now's the time to change. Why yeah, it not? is. Exactly. Um, we don't want another year like this no. year. You know, this was a very good lesson year, a very good shake-up year. I do believe 2021, um, yes, we're still going to have the virus for a while, but um, I do believe it is the year of opportunity. And I do believe it's the year of all those um those realizations that we've had that we now can put into practice and uh, and move forward with them it's not a time to go back this there is you know people go back to normal we don't want to go back to normal normal Mm -hmm. wasn't serving us there has to be a new norm out there right Mm -hmm. yeah it's time for change it's time for every lesson has a blessing and i think this is this is what the blessing is is we have a new set of eyes and we almost had to look at ourselves. There was a 2020 was a mirror. Yeah. Yeah. A scary reflection for many. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But you look at these talent shows and you see these kids come on six, seven, eight, you know, they're singing, they're performing, they're doing magic, you know, they're doing other things and that the, the the decorum of them the the way they hold themselves together the you know the the way they present themselves it's just mind-blowing and i i don't know if you've seen that wonderful video um a, a couple of east indian people put all of these kids together in a collage playing instruments oh. and singing and it's it is so beautiful you know this starts off with a couple of kids tap dancing and somebody else tapping a washing machine and somebody else on the guitar like Jimi hendrix and the different voices and they put it all together and it's just it's so illuminating oh, because wow. we have such creative children we really do. Let's give them a platform. Let's give them the stage in life. Wow. No, I haven't seen it. You'll have to show it to me. But oh, I, no. I can only imagine how, it is how magical fantastic. it is. It is. It's fantastic. And and just, I, I don't want this, um, they're only children. What do they know? They know a great deal mm-hmm. instinctually. Right. Right. Not academically, instinctually. And it, mm-hmm. our instincts is what's going to guide us to understanding the academic. Uh, so those instincts need to be enlivened us to way beyond. Uh, so it, it's keep that alive in your children. Yeah, we have to. Where there's no there's no other choice now. No, this is no. going to determine whether or not we live in a failed world or a successful one. And I want success. Me too. <laughs> yes, you me know, too. We've no more of this, you know, uh, 
greed and ego and and opulence you know it is about community compassion collaboration creativity you know it is about that kindness and caring and love as corny as it is it's all about love when you, you love who you are best, right yeah all exactly. you need is love <laughs> all you need is love when you love who you are why you are and what you're doing and you love life you are in a higher frequency a higher vibration that serves all so why don't we encourage our children to be there right let's do it let's do it and to letting them know that they can be a president and let's admit it a five-year-old could do better <laughs> that's been going on yes and <laughs> uh, so it is uh, let's raise the bar on that but um, again doesn't matter what your color your sexual orientation your economic or academic thing it is about have you got the right ingredients and believe that you can and go after it and if we teach children that then there's no stopping them there's no stopping exactly. them. just don't it's get not just the, one person it's no it's teamwork oh yeah absolutely and, and we know how well they can play as a team yes right <laughs> we can. know they can do it very very well and they as i said they don't see uh the obstacles the same way as we do as adults so let's see things from their eyes and we won't put so many obstacles in our own way agreed a thousand percent <laughs> So a perfect Christmas gift, right, to, to give to a child or give to a grandparent to read to the child, uh, to give to, to parents, it's a perfect gift. How do people get this beautiful gift so they can share it out? They can give it to their teacher. You know, yes, it's, it's definitely. a perfect gift to give to so many people anywhere around kids. Right. Perfect gift in general, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, yes. Christmas. Um, you can find it on Amazon.com, which is everybody's go-to for gifts yes, now yes <laughs> and you can also find it at www.thebackpackmessenger.com which is my site has all my social links as well at the backpack messenger facebook instagram and um, email as well where does the backpack messenger come in because it's a neat title <laughs> so that is i used to actually start as a writer um blogging and that was my blogging name, I would always have a backpack, but I, I think that I wanted the backpack to represent the things that I carry, which is my values, which is my character, my family, you know, my background, and I had a message to spread. And so birth the backpack messenger, my message was to encourage, create hope. That's why I call myself a hope seeker mm. um, and empower those who you know, come from little to know that that shouldn't stop them. Right. Exactly. Exactly. A great title. And yeah, I'm always actually saying, you know, when, when people are there to help you on your journey in life and, you know, they'll put the skills and tools in your backpack for you to use various ways on your journey. So your, your skills and tools that you're sharing are the messages Mm -hmm. that you want people to have to carry forth with them. So whether this book is for the, the young at heart that need to ignite their child or for a child, um, it's, it's a perfect little gift to hand out. And uh, a book is so much more than just a book. Mm -hmm. It's a story that carries on telling, doesn't it? Yes, definitely. And this story will carry on telling a lot of things. For this world right now and for generations to come exactly thank you for writing it <laughs> thank you thank you so much for having me on your show and when you have the next book you've got to come back and share what that one is i definitely and, will and uh you know it, it's christmas time and yes why can't a kid be president um and, you know, whether it's president of the world or president of their own little society, you know, we've got the, the series on the, the, the Queen's Gambit. Look how chess has suddenly become so popular, <laughs> so, uh, which is you know, a great game of the mind and instincts and everything else. So it's uh, let's encourage our children to be wondrous and let's yes. wonder with them. Right. Yes. Well, thank Definitely. you so much for sharing.
thank you for writing thank the book thank and uh, please everyone just look upon it as a beautiful gift to give to a family um to the grandparents to whoever um but it's a book that maybe you should read as well because it helps ignite the child and the wonder back inside of you. But by reading it to a child and seeing how the child responds to it will open you up to seeing things differently. So this isn't just a gift to the children. It's a gift to anyone who sees the child read it uh, or reads it you know, for themselves. Um, and we all need that right now. We all need a loving gift of, of hope, right? We do. And thank you so much for your support in advance. And I hope oh. you enjoy. No, most certainly. Thanks a lot, love. Okay, folks. And so until next time, bye for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. Please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.